Since taking charge of Manchester United in December 2018, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer has proven time and time again his ability to grind out a victory against top opposition. He demonstrated his tactical nous in his fifth Premier League match, which saw United muster a 1-0 victory against Tottenham Hotspur. A month later, Solskjaer sealed a three-year contract after his side overturned a two-goal deficit at the Parc des Princes to eliminate Paris Saint-Germain from the Champions League. Throughout his time at Old Trafford, Solskjaer has proven his worth when going up against the traditional top six sides in the Premier League. In the top six mini-league from the 2019-20 campaign, United finished second to Jurgen Klopp's Liverpool, with an impressive 18 points from 10 matches. However, it is against the minnows in England, bottom half teams that sit back and hit on the counter, where United truly struggles. Teams such as Sean Ditch's Burnley and Roy Hodgson's Crystal Palace have taken points off United by remaining compact and forcing them to attempt to break them down in possession before taking advantage of their lack of pace in central defence. Whilst United finished on 66 points last season, with a red-hot streak during Project Restart that carried them to third place in the league, they only took 48 points from 28 matches against teams that were outside the top six. We can see how the top six teams have fared against Wolves, Southampton, Crystal Palace, Burnley, Newcastle and West Ham since the start of the 2019-20 campaign. Pep Guardiola's Manchester City sits second bottom with 27 points from 14 matches, whilst United find themselves dead last, with an astonishing 17 points from 14 matches. That's 17 out of a potential 42 points, or 25 points dropped. To put that in perspective, Liverpool only dropped 15 points during the entirety of last season, and eight of those points were dropped after Liverpool sealed their first-ever Premier League title on June 25. Whilst United have briefly experimented with a diamond 4-4-2 and a 3-4-1-2 this season, they have predominantly lined up in a 4-2-3-1 this season. It should be noted that although Mason Greenwood cemented a starting spot on the right wing during Project Restart, he has often found himself out of the team this season, with Solskjaer preferring Juan Mata in recent weeks. United have the individual quality and attack to pick apart defences and wreak havoc on the opposition via their combination play, as seen against Sheffield United. Paul Pogba plays a pass to Bruno Fernandes, who calmly flicks it into the path of Anthony Marshall. The Frenchman is tightly marked by Chris Basham, so he plays a quick 1-2 to Marcus Rashford, whose return pass evades George Valdock and Basham. Marshall latches onto the pass and calmly dinks it over future teammate Dean Henderson, completing the first Premier League hat-trick of his career and sealing a 3-0 victory for the Red Devils. However, United typically face mid-table and bottom half-sides that remain more compact and organized than Sheffield United, who were amongst the worst teams in Europe during the first weeks of Project Restart. It is against these teams that sit back in low blocks, where United's lack of structure in their build-up play comes to haunt them. One of the biggest reasons why United struggle against deep blocks is that they don't play enough long passes. Conversely, they also don't circulate possession quickly enough and stretch apart the opposition to the point where playing a long pass can set up a dangerous goal-scoring opportunity. Manchester United are 19th in the league for long balls attempted this season, just as they were in the previous campaign. United have attempted 606 long passes in their first seven Premier League games, on the other hand, Liverpool and Chelsea have attempted 972 and 905 long passes, respectively, in their first six encounters in league play this season. If Victor Lindelof has the ball and will only play short passes, his options in possession become limited. There are only four options that Lindelof is likely to pass to. If the opposition succeed in blocking off central areas, Lindelof only has two passing options, Harry Maguire or Aaron Wan-Bissaka. 
due in part to Lindelof's conservative nature on the ball, United failed to stretch apart the opponent, who are able to accurately predict where the ball will go. However, if United were to regularly play long crossfield passes, they would be able to quickly switch the point of attacks and get their wingers 1v1 with the opposition fullback, a kind of move that players such as Marcus Rashford thrive upon. It's also possible that the opposition would compensate for United's width by making their block wider, thereby increasing the amount of space in central areas and allowing more space for United's forwards to exploit. Whilst the attempted long balls may not always meet the intended target, they can force the opposing defenders to move out of their shape in order to cut out the pass. This pulls opposing players out of their usual positions, and if United win a second ball or cut out an opposition clearance, they can enjoy a dangerous goalscoring opportunity. In short, playing direct, long balls helps to stretch the opposition's defense apart and create space in central areas. Another reason why United struggles to break down compact sides in possession is the lack of off-the-ball movement from forwards. Whilst their attackers offer movement when the ball is near the goal, it is during the first-second phases of play where United's lack of movement from their forwards wreak havoc on their ball progression. Against Crystal Palace, United's defenders are forced to horizontally shuffle the ball in order to evade the pressing strikers. There are no runs in behind from United's forwards, nobody dropping deep to receive a pass, and as a result, they fail to stretch apart the opponent's deep block. Let's compare that with Liverpool. Roberto Firmino drops deep from his centre-forward position to provide a short passing option, although Virgil van Dijk instead decides to play a chipped pass to Andrew Robertson, who is making a run in behind the defence. United's forwards lack the movement required to break down a deep block, and as a result, the opposing players are less likely to be dragged out of position, and they will have an easier time predicting where the ball will go. Whether it's runs in behind the defense, finding space in between the lines, or drifting into wide areas, clever movement forces the defending team to react and in turn opens up space that can be exploited. Whilst United's defenders certainly need to take more risks on the ball and play deeper passes in order to open up compact sides, United's forwards must exhibit greater off-the-ball movement in order to keep opponents guessing and stretch apart the low block. Solskjaer's 4-2-3-1 is often bypassed whenever teams press their double pivot, and due to Nemanja Matic's lack of speed and Pogba's inconsistent work rate, these dispossessions in the middle third can prove to be death sentences for United. Against Tottenham Hotspur, Pogba receives a pass from Juan Bissaka and is immediately closed down by Pierre-Emil Hodgjerg. He spins past the Danish midfielder, but he loses track of the ball and is dispossessed by Eric Lamella. Whilst these central midfielders are sometimes at fault for dwelling on the ball, United's build-up structure should be tweaked in order to avoid these risky situations. Pogba lost the ball for a number of reasons, he took a heavy touch, he either didn't see Lamella coming, or he didn't gauge the distance between himself and Lamella, and he didn't receive the ball with his body closed off from the opponent, and as a result, he couldn't use his body to shield the ball. However, Wan-Bissaka made the initial mistake by playing a pass to Pogba in the red zone, despite the fact that he was heavily marked. The red central area of the pitch is the danger zone. When operating in a 4-2-3-1, in which two central midfielders are typically positioned inside the danger zone, the opposition can close down the team from more angles and reduce their time on the ball, thus making it even harder to safely progress the ball in the second phase. On the other hand, when the team's forwards receive the ball on the flanks, they can be pressured from fewer angles. These attacking players can also receive the ball with an open body position, allowing them to receive an ample space, with plenty of room to scan his surroundings and turn into advanced areas. However, United often struggle to progress the ball forward when the ball moves wide in build-up, as seen against Tottenham Hotspur. Wan-Bissaka has ample time and space on the ball, but he doesn't have any simple passing options. 
Maddock is tightly marked by Kane, Fernandes and Greenwood are surrounded by a sea of Tottenham players, and Pogba is unavailable for a pass. With no real passing option, Juan Bissaka is forced to play a back pass to the right-sided centre-back, Eric Bailey. This is a common occurrence for United's players, and it explains why they often force risky passes into their double pivot, it's often their biggest method of progressing play into the final third. Against Crystal Palace, Luke Shaw finds himself tightly marked by Andros Townsend on the left flank, and his best option is to pass backwards to Maguire. To help progress the ball from the wide areas, Solskjaer could instruct his wingers to make more runs in behind, which could allow the fullbacks to play more long balls down the channels which the wingers could then chase down. If the winner gets to the ball first, they can get 1v1 with the fullback deep in the opposing half. Moreover, long balls down the channel can drag opposition players out of their shape, which can then create space in other areas. United can also create counter-pressing situations as even if the opponent get to the ball, there are second or third balls to fight for. If they win these duels, they can get the ball in the opposition's half, with the opposition structure disorganized and stretched apart. This type of move offers United another method of progression and gives them another way to test their opponent. In general, the wingers holding width and staying on the touchline could help United improve their width by providing the fullbacks with an option to pass down the line, and it could also create space in central areas, as the opposition would have to cover United's width. United could fix these issues to a degree by building out of the first phase with a back three, with one of the holding midfielders dropping in between the centre-backs and making United retain a 3-1 build-up structure. Matic excelled in this facet during Project Restart, allowing them to have a greater balance in defence. The potential 3-1 build-up structure would suit United, as the back three could find passes in between the lines from more angles, allowing them to exchange positions and advance further forward. A single pivot would have more freedom to roam and find space in midfield, whereas two holding midfielders playing in the red zone can sometimes reduce each other's passing angles. Moreover, the back three would allow for smoother, quicker circulation, allowing them to keep the ball moving and stretching apart the opposition as they continuously shuffle in order to remain compact against the ball. The back three would help United retain numerical superiority against an opposing strike pair, and their fullback could then join the build-up whenever the ball is on their side, whereas the fullback on the other side would be available to receive a crossfield switch. Going up against Ralph Asenhivel Southampton, United used a 3-1 build-up structure to evade Saints' aggressive pressing. United's defenders circulate the ball from side to side before finding Pogba, the single pivot, in ample space. Pogba roams forward before finding Fernandes in the left half space, and the Portuguese midfielder quickly finds the onrushing Marshall, who slaloms past Kyle Walker-Peters, before firing home United's second goal. Perhaps nothing sums up Manchester United's oxymoronic form under Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, better than the fact that despite beating last season's Champions League finalist, Paris Saint-Germain, and semi-finalist, RB Leipzig, they were thoroughly outplayed and beaten by Champions League debutantes. Whilst United are suited to remaining compact and breaking down opposing sides on the counter, they tend to struggle when teams operate in a low block and give them a taste of their own medicine. It is up to Solskjaer to find new ways to improve United's ball circulation, their usage of width, their movement in advanced areas and their direct passing. With United currently 14th in the Premier League, the onus is on the Norwegian manager to tweak his structure in order to fix these issues. If he fails to do so, the club hierarchy may have no other choice but to turn to out-of-work Mauricio Pochettino in a bid to turn their season around. Remember to follow Golia by hitting the follow button and slapping a 5-star review on the show or tapping the love icon. Let's get to 1 million followers and tune in daily for new episodes.